0: Hey everyone, thanks for joining us. Um, I'm David and today I'm joined by Parthena and this is for Christianity's sake. Thanks for joining me Parthena.
1: Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me David.
0: Um, So I want to kind of get started around your current membership or I don't know what the what the right term is but you're actually a member or you, you follow two churches or you attend two churches and you know that's quite different from most people I know in, in that follow any religion and so I'm kind of interested in why well I think some people might be interested in why you go to one to begin with and I'm definitely interested to know kind of why you go to two
1: yeah so you said that I was a member of two churches I'm officially a member of one church okay uh, the second church I just started going last year as a matter of fact and um, that's a great question. So why do I go to two churches? A lot of people, um, struggle to even make it out to one. Mm -hmm. So I guess I should start by saying, um, as a Christian, um, I want to separate myself from just thinking that I belong to one church. And so when I say the word church, I mean like a local body of people who just comes together to worship God. Okay. Um, when Christians, think about church, it's not necessarily the building, but it's the um, universal church that we belong to, and we show that we are a part of this universal church by attending um, a local church, whether it's in, we're closer to where you live, and that's the goal, just to meet with believers, so uh, my, yeah, my purpose in going to church is um, a couple of things, so the Bible says that we as human beings are created to glorify God, to church want to glorify God and to spend time with his people mm-hmm. um, to remember what he has done for us on the cross um, so that's why we do communion um, so when we first moved to this area my family we did a lot of research we started looking for churches yeah. and we found out about the first one that I went to and I had well, been how mm-hmm,
0: did you or, how did your family like how much research was it and how did your family decide that this was a good one to you know give a chance to because that's an mm-hmm. interesting process to kind of decide where you think you'll feel most at home
1: yeah I think uh, feeling most at home I guess or being comfortable is not the main goal but it's
0: no okay. uh,
1: which church is following the Word of God and what God says is right so we've been okay. reading the Bible um, and in our day and age everyone has access to a Bible mm-hmm. especially in our society um, you can find it online. You can go get one. Yep. Um, so you can read it for yourself and see, okay, this is what um, it's supposed to be like. Okay. So you already have an idea in your head of what the church is supposed to do and how so, they're supposed to do it.
0: So it's finding a church that Matches. does God's will in the same way, I guess, you, you and your family interpret the will to be. Right. Okay. Right.
1: Yeah. So, um once you start reading the Bible, then you um, you can start assessing the churches based on what they believe. Most churches will have a website and they'll say their statement of beliefs, yeah. their doctrine. So you can see. So the main things we we're looking for is they um, are focused on the work of Jesus Christ, the finished work of Jesus Christ. And they believe in faith alone, grace alone. So we look for all these things in the church. And then uh, just like when you're going to look for a university, you want to know what they are teaching and Mm -hmm. um, whether their program is good so you'll go and like um, you might go visit the campus yeah right so same way when we were looking for churches we went and visited a couple of them
0: um, yeah okay
1: look at their format structure
0: and so what was if you visited a few what was the kind of defining factor or like what made the one you ended up choosing that choice Mm
1: -hmm. we chose this one because they were preaching the word of God, and they were focused on the work of Jesus Christ. There's a lot of churches that uh, struggle to keep the focus onto Christ. Okay. Um, even in the sermons, they'll say that they're going to talk about a certain portion of Scripture, but then they'll start off the whole sermon with all these analogies and then all these stories mm-hmm. and they seem to have nothing to do with the actual scripture. Okay. And, uh, as well as their practices. So, for example, the structure of this church, um, in the first hour, all, a lot of different men will stand up and they'll read something from the Bible, we'll sing songs together. Mm-hmm. And so we're worshiping God corporately and then we do communion.
0: Okay. Very cool. Mm-hmm. And Did you have like? Do you identify as a certain type of Christian, and and like what type of Christianity is this church, or or is it kind of more open ended? I guess I'm not really sure.
1: Mm -hmm. Personally, I want to be part of a non-denominational church. Oh yeah. Just because in the Bible Jesus says, um, or I guess Paul said, some of you say I follow Paul or Apollo. Some of you say I follow Apollos. Um, but we're all part of Christ. So mm-hmm. we shouldn't be subscribing or calling, identifying ourselves by the certain teachers, but okay. that we are Christians as a whole. So. Okay.
0: And, and okay, that's that's really interesting. I hadn't really heard that before because I guess most, you know, you hear of Catholic a lot, obviously, mm-hmm. and then Protestant and a few others as well. Okay, so you, yeah. you were attending this church and it's the one you and your family chose. Um, and so, kind of what what value did like why did you feel like you wanted a second a second church? Mm-hmm. Uh, and like what what do you like about the one you the first one you have and and about this other one? and what was that process like of deciding and then finding a second church?
1: Sure. so I loved this first church because um, everyone. At the beginning um, just as in everyone's lives, there's different stages that people go through mm-hmm. in the same way there's even for companies there's different um, stages sometimes you can have great leaders and the company could be growing and flourishing and making um, doing a lot of business but then there's other periods in life where they could be suffering for one or more other reasons yeah so in the same way when we joined this church it was a vibrant community that was um, serving god and it was clearly visible um, in everything that the church did, and they seemed united. Mm -hmm. And um, it was like that for several years, but then I guess over the course of time, um, as it is with any family, you start Mm -hmm. to know all the little flaws or the pain points of the church. And so my uh, reason for wanting to find another church was because of the sermons and primarily because of um certain problems within the leadership that were going on. Yeah. And um keep in mind on an individual basis, I love all of these people. Every single one yeah. of most of them um want to live a true Christian life and seek after God. Um, but I also think that sometimes um people were not using their gifts in the right way or were mm-hmm. not um, allowing other people to use their gift. And so it was frustrating to yeah. see that. And I felt like the sermons were not good. I was not able to get a lot from them. Okay. It's. Uh, I think there's, someone used the line, sheep go where they are fed. And yeah. so I personally was not being fed at this church. And yeah. I found myself growing more reading my own Bible rather than going to church and growing with the people there yeah so I started looking for another church um, with better sermons because if uh, they're not able to teach properly then um, you cannot align the whole community together
0: yeah well it's so, it's very powerful that you were able to kind of identify that and do your own work and then and make that decision that's actually inspiring <laughs> that you that you have that you know Awareness of your own spiritual needs a, a, and and the truth and your truth, um, mm-hmm. and you know there's so many people who get committed to their specific church or even their like Catholicism or whatever, and and in place of their honest personal relationship with God, uh, you might say. Um, so mm-hmm. that, that that's really incredible to hear, actually. Um,
1: I think you bring up a good point. It's because my relationship with God isn't defined by the people around me, so to speak. It's Mm -hmm. that's why I can still have that desire to constantly be growing and searching for what God has for me, where he has it for me. So it's not always going to be at the same place. It's the Christian life is living in dependence on God. So even in the Bible, he um, brought about conflict between two people who followed Christ and they both loved Christ, but then they had a conflict and, They split, and they both started um, fellowships in different areas, and God blessed both of their ministries. So just Mm -hmm. because there was conflict, that's not a bad thing. But uh, the important thing is to keep trusting and following God no matter where he takes you.
0: Yeah. Okay. Thank you for sharing that. And so how did you then, did you start researching again? Like, How did you find and choose this second church as well?
1: Mm-hmm. So, I guess I probably Googled a couple of churches, but this one was actually uh, one of my friends um, from the first church actually suggested this church, and mm. he said that he had found out a lot about this church and he's heard good things about it. So, okay. we were like, okay, why don't we just go check it out? And so that's when we started um, going to their sermons. and mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Um, and so. Then why do you still go to both, I guess? Like or why do you you're still a member of the first church. So so what's what's that about, I guess?
1: Yeah. <laughs> so you'd think I would find the new church and I'd be happy there and as yeah. well there. But as with all relationships, things can sometimes get messy. Yeah. Um, even with like breakups, right? Yeah. You wanna go back and forth. But mm-hmm. I think I'm I'm what, twenty five now and I'm at the stage of my life where I'm trying to figure stuff out. Yeah. I don't have everything um nailed down yet for example like I just started my job last uh, in September last year and Mm -hmm. um, it took me a year to find out what type of career I wanted to pursue even though I had already gone through schooling Um, I am just getting settled down like I'm trying to move out I just got a car and I'm looking um, I'm trying to figure my life out I think 20s in your 20s you're trying to just figure out like where you belong what you're trying to do yeah and definitely um, who you are so I think this church search. I'm going to the old one uh, because I'm still connected to the community and I'm still connected to the people. I teach the little kids um, Sunday school maybe about once a month and then oh, nice. I still serve in other ways at their Christmas program with um, the soccer clinic um, mm-hmm. with another little sports event that they're doing. So I still have that like attachment to this church Yeah. but at the new one I love the sermons. Um, there's been a huge youth group there also which has been um, great help to me. There's a lot of people mm. my age that I can connect with.
0: That's so great, that's,
1: yeah. Yeah, that's been super helpful because at the first one, there's only a couple of us, a handful mm-hmm. of us, and we're not that close. But at the second one, that community for people our age is actually there. Wow, um, So both that's have been great. important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm not sure yet which one that I'm going to end up at. Maybe it'll be a different one. I think it'll depend on where I move to because mm-hmm. I think um, – Wherever God puts me, like, he can use me there in yeah. that community because there's always people around.
0: Mm. That's a good way to look at it. Um, one thing I'm interested in, you know, because a lot of what I'm trying to do with this, I guess, is also make make religion accessible, make Christianity accessible to other people. So you say, like, the second church has a lot more youth in it. Do you, do you have an idea as to why? Because I know in Judaism there seems to be a struggle attracting people in their 20s. And I think many churches have that issue as well. So Mm -hmm. why do you think you and and so many other young people are attracted to this church?
1: Okay, so that's okay. I guess I probably should say something else also. Sure. So uh, the, the number of people that actually attend the second church is much higher, so there's not only okay. a lot more youth, there's a lot more old people, there's a lot yeah. more middle aged people, there's okay. a lot more kids. So, there's about 3,000 people that go to that church. So, oh wow! So, in the youth group, there's you can expect 200, maybe 100 to 200. Um, oh, whereas my goodness. At the first one, there's about 80 people, smaller community, yeah, yeah, but you can okay, tell how God sense. has blessed their community, yeah, <laughs> so that puts a bit more light, yeah, um, but even still, more, there must yeah.
0: be you know, so what what about it makes it you know good for you and young people um is it is it just Mm -hmm. purely that you know you think that the sermons are, are are truer and better and and other young people too or is there some specific aspect that is particularly attractive to young christians there
1: on a surface level i can i can say sure it might be great to go to a church like this because there's young people you can find someone to date um there's a huge and like even Christians were looking for other Christians to date, for example, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So that's like not a superficial thing, but more of one of the obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. But underneath all of that, I strongly believe that this church has been succeeding because of the people who have been praying in primarily in leadership, the ones who started that church, what, 20 something years ago. Mm -hmm. And you can just tell by the way that they preach the word of God that they are had they have been walking with god Mm -hmm. um they have been pleading with him they have been praying to him and they have built up their gifts to teach from the word of god and god has just blessed that community in every single way that you could possibly imagine um yeah so yeah there's all these benefits like having a great youth group um a great worship team uh great studies that they do big conferences all of that stuff but at the core of it is the people who have earnestly been seeking after God. Mm-hmm. And
0: and so it just makes sense said. that Sorry to interrupt.
1: Yeah, no, no, go ahead, go ahead. It,
0: it makes sense that that also just resonates with the next generations, right? They can feel mm-hmm. the honesty and and the truth behind it, I guess.
1: Yeah. Yep. Because yeah, nobody is um stupid so to speak like we can
0: mm-hmm.
1: all differentiate the difference between a, tr- a church that seeks after God with their whole heart, and a church that is more like a club, just yeah. filled with social activities, and a true Christian does not want that, okay? Because God is still the center of it. And- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, that's that's really great to hear, and I I appreciate you sharing this with me. I'm interested now in kind of, you know how often do you go to one versus the other for sermons and also how, regardless, you know, how do you feel coming out of sermons or, or out of the, the church in other ways? Like what does it do for, for you, um, not just, you know, overall spiritually, but literally like practically when you're there?
1: Mm-hmm. So how often I go to each, uh, let's, the first one I go every Sunday morning Mm -hmm. and I used to go on Fridays and Wednesdays but I have not I've stopped going to Friday and Wednesday meetings um, because I didn't I guess it just come down to it. I wasn't engaged with the teaching I don't know if that's my problem because Mm -hmm. I don't go to church to be entertained for example I go there to learn but if I'm not learning then why go the second one I used to go every Saturday evening and then Thursdays is the youth group um, for two hours so go there and uh, learn some more and then spend time with the youth group mm-hmm. so you're asking the second question that you asked
0: like um, how does it, yeah how does it feel you know when you're right there it. and when you're out of there um,
1: yeah so that's actually um, an interesting question because I guess a lot of people would expect oh the first one I hate the sermons and the second one I love the sermon so I'm going to go there and it's a black mm-hmm. and white answer but it's the furthest thing from that Yeah. so with every week it's me asking God and me wrestling with the, um, fact, okay, Lord, like, are you going to teach me something today at this church? Is my heart open to learning something today? I just went to the first church and I was blown away by what the speaker was saying. And I got so much out of it. I was so enriched. Mm -hmm. And, um, the second church, every time I go and listen to the sermon, I am I'm so immersed and so absorbed. And I still don't know whether that's because this is all still new to me. I've only been going here for a year. Maybe I'm just in that initial excitement, like Mm -hmm. in the honeymoon phase. Yeah. (laughs) But um, so that's something for me to discover. I know that um, over time things change. But at this point, I'm just taking whatever I can get wherever God gives it to me. So if it's at the first one, great. If it's at the second one, great. Um, I know I can't keep going to two for uh, for a long time because i'm only one person i have limited time energy resources Mm -hmm. someone brought up the point to me like prior you can't go to two churches because um like for example like if you're giving all your time to this group of people these other people are going to want your time or your energy or your resources also yeah and so at first i thought yeah i can do it all like i'm just gonna go immerse myself in it but then after a certain point you guys okay there's other demands in life too Mm -hmm.
0: And when it's interesting you bring that up because you know it's kind of alarming is not the right word but it's it's surprising to me that you say like it's like four or five days a week or or sometimes (laughs) that you're that you're engaging in this Um, Mm -hmm. and you know that's on top of a a full-time job I think Um, Mm -hmm. yeah and so do you I mean I guess why the answer is, I guess, like God is important and, and and the most important thing. But do you have time for anything else other than like work <laughs> and church?
1: Yeah, so it's um, I guess the closest analogy I can compare to as to why I do this is um, if anyone if has ever been in love, they'll know that they can spend all their free time consumed with the other person, even when that work, they'll be thinking about that person. Or when yeah. they're at home, they'll be texting the person until 1 a.m., 2 a.m. Yeah. So they're making all this time for that person. So I guess right now in my life, even though I stray from God so often with so many things, I still want to be close to Him and try to get as much of Him as I can in my life. So I fill it up with um, church activities and the people who are closest to God. And do I have time for other things? Yes, I I sometimes neglect my poor little doggie and I'm <laughs> trying to make more of an effort to stay at home with him. Cause he's getting old. I spend a lot of my evenings at my neighbor's house, um, yeah. just playing with the kids or helping them out with homework. So I do make time for those things. And um, yeah, I try to incorporate them um, into the things that I'm learning about God. So mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything in life other yeah. than a relationship, but like,
0: I that will god come will with time provide yeah i'm
1: hoping <laughs> yeah
0: yeah okay um i'd be remiss if i don't like mention how how explicitly you compare your relationship with god to like more of an actual or like a, a romantic let's call it relationship and so we've had this <laughs> conversation before that some I, some people think that's kind of a bit nutty right um, <laughs> yeah I know but, I know you don't care, and that's the best thing, um, but so what do you say to people who kind of view, like, you know, I, I love the idea that you're in love with God, that you're thinking about him all the time and that kind of stuff, but to some people that's, you know... Absurd. Yeah, absurd, so if you don't mind explaining it a bit to me of mm-hmm. of how it feels or why why you think of it that way, or is it just analogous? It's just, that's mm-hmm. how it is. Just in
1: the- yeah, no, I must sound crazy to probably like half the population out there. <laughs> um, and I don't think <laughs> So let's let's add another uh, romantic relationship analogy to this. Yeah. So you know how when say you have two friends that are in love and everyone thinks that they're crazy but these two friends are still in love and they couldn't care less what you think. So yeah. if I can describe this being similar to that. Yeah. Um I don't think anyone can truly understand unless you understand who God is mm-hmm. and what he's done for us. Um, someone at church today was the speaker was giving an example of how his child, um, he, one day he was, he grabbed onto his dad's leg and he started screaming and, and he was screaming and screaming. And then his dad looked down and he says, what? And and his kid, the son, he throws his hand up in the air and he's like, look, dad, look, and the dad looks up, and um, it's just an airplane. It's just flying past over the house. Yeah. And the father looks at it and says, um, he almost wanted to say to his kid, like, what? Like, what's the big deal? It's just an airplane. Mm-hmm. But then to the kid, that was everything because it was so absurd yeah. that a huge piece of metal would be flying through the sky. And yeah. it took the father some time to realize that, like, whoa, that is pretty amazing. Yeah. like there's a huge airplane like there's a piece of metal and it has hurtling through the air yeah yeah like what is that yeah and so sometimes uh the speaker's point was that our knowledge can sometimes prevent us from being excited about something Mm -hmm. when in reality something is so exciting yeah and in the same way like
0: it's like the fact that we can look at each other right now like that's absurd like that's crazy what like but people don't appreciate they just take this kind of stuff for granted exactly i really like that example as well i try and anytime i see a plane when i try and have the right headspace and and think it's as beautiful as a shooting star right these are basically Mm -hmm. like man-made shooting stars that we can just see all of the time and like how and 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 within there there's like 500 people all living their own lives and just like going somewhere (laughs) and and like, it's it's so insane. It's it's incredible. Isn't that crazy? And yeah, the
1: people who are like, oh, a plane. Like, they're the ones who are crazy.
0: Yeah. Or, and, and so, uh, I guess it's kind of like having a relationship with God is having a relationship with someone who just always reminds you about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Is that a good way of thinking of it?
1: Yeah, like, when you open, when your eyes are opened to the truth of, like, Who it is um, that you can pray to or talk to and like like the God of the whole universe like you can't help but be amazed and just wonder and be childlike and Mm -hmm. in your enthusiasm and excitement so
0: and and love struck right like the honeymoon yeah Yeah. if the honeymoon period ends with a church it's not ending with God I guess right it's it's just the people particularly
1: exactly exactly
0: all right do you have any do you have any last wise words for me about about any of this (laughs) at the moment
1: i don't think i have too many wise words i guess i just shared a lot of um, my experiences and um thanks for being patient while i ramble on
0: no i really appreciate it and i and i Uh, You might not consider them your own wisdoms, but I do, I always appreciate these conversations. I find them very insightful and helpful on whatever bumping around in the dark spiritual journey I happen to be on. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I really appreciate you coming on and sharing with me.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me, David.
0: And thanks to everyone who's listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to tune in next time for Christianity's sake.